coming in on three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of Bruce Booze and Reviews. Yeah! I like this shot full of shit. That's about it. <laughs> was that was that recorded? <laughs> a sperm bag of sounders. Bananas kind of pissed me off. And the average for the beer that everybody loves is really high. I like getting shit on. It's not an episode if you didn't make something up. Tangerines are whores. We got basic shot. Yeah, which is bad for uh, sports. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hey, okay, explain. Explain. You know what a heart murmur is? Yeah. Same thing, except basic, for clunkier. Basic background dun, dun. murmur. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I stand corrected. I'm sorry. I have a clunky heart. I feel personally attacked by that. I had a heart murmur as a child. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, oh no. Actually, I don't really That's feel why I said it. Yeah. Immediately, it's like big fingers in the air Dude. to every one of you. Thanks for having us, but fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing one of the big, you just fucking made the, one of the big cheeses here at Fulton, like, I'll be like, hey, I feel attacked, <laughs> asshole. Hey, you got some cheese? As it should be. You should feel attacked. I'm a bastard. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Brews, Booze, and Reviews, a childish podcast about adult beverages. I'm your host, Knox. And with me today is Big Earn. I'm here. And Chris. I'm a childish podcast. Yes, you are. I'm adult beverages. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> with your powers combined, <laughs> you Wonder, are. Wonder Twins powers activate. That's right. Shape of. Uh, I don't know. Glass. A middle finger. Shape of a middle finger. That's there we right. go. Uh, or a beer glass. How about that? Speaking of beer glasses, here we are on our second day of our Minneapolis Taproom Takeover event for our first time. And we are here at Fulton Brewing Company, finally with our friend Justin Reese, who I we've like how seen you, many times before. <laughs> he was still thinking about where we were. <laughs> are you lost? Are you lost? I don't know. I had to make it for dramatic pausing right, purposes gotcha. to make it more... That is, home that is not wordy good. <laughs> no, I'm not very wordy good. Yes, you don't you're think right. I, you don't think I talk professionally good? You don't think I professional talk good? I don't think so. Ah. I, don't, I know I don't. Bummer. Chris, can you leave and come back and start over? I Sure. sure. Okay. I don't go. think it'll get any better. <laughs> hey, Chris. Yeah. Hey, Chris. And who's the snarky, <laughs> snarky jerks beside me? All right. And that, <laughs> that ladies and gentlemen, was uh, uh, the GM, Jill Drum, Steffens. Steffens, right? Mm-hmm. I know this because my middle name is your last name without the S at oh. the end of it. It's yeah, the so. same, but different. So <laughs> sometimes and your mother's would... made a name in the name of your first dog. Just, no, 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 just no, 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 no. I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> but I rarely cross, uh, come across people who have two Fs in a, in a Steffens circumstances. Usually it's a PH. And that's funny because uh, PH can also be it's okay if you talk pronounced right like into a the V at, at the same time. So Stephen or Stephen, you never fucking know until you ask them. And that's super awkward to do that. Yeah. So is so this whole part. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for, <laughs> All right. thanks for is this a 23 and me? Jeez. Can you tell me about your heritage now, too? Uh, speaking of heritage, here so I, was ra- I was raised boring. So, <laughs> so if you go back to our our bacon and beer festival episodes over there at the Fargo down in Fargo, that uh, was forever ago. Yeah, and like one of our first uh, single digit episodes, maybe even uh, we have with us again, Justin Reese. How Hi, you doing, everybody. Reese? Hi. Oh, that's why you kind of look familiar. Yeah, yeah. You look like my dead friend Travis. Anyone ever tell you that? <laughs> All the time. All the time. 
I'm still trying so. to get over the fact uh, that you said you were an athlete. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't get it. He's like, an athletic was, supporter. That was, that was a long time ago. Long time ago. In a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and uh, also with us is Brian Hoffman. How you doing, Mr. Mr. Hoffman? Doing great, sir. Happy to be here. So I'm not too Battle sure. Change. I, uh, <laughs> from what I gather, you're one of the four original uh, members of Horseman. Fulton Brewing, right? I am one of the four co-founders. Uh, just started as a homebrew club out of college. And it's and funny. Here we are. In the Fulton bio, it says, and Brian was there to taste the beers. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> what, he didn't the... fucking work at all? What the hell? You <laughs> under the bus? That, that would be my job. Right? <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. very that, important. Yeah. Dude, I agree. Yes. Quality control. Impressive. Yeah, you got to be able to taste it, right? So uh, tell us about the beginnings of Fulton. Uh, I mean, obviously, if you guys go to FultonBeer.com and go to their about section, uh, you can read all about it. started in South Minneapolis in one garage making 10 gallons of beer at a time or some blah, blah, blah. But what else? And then now they got a a Northeast Minneapolis uh, 80-barrel brewery. Yeah, so I mean, it basically started... uh, Three of the four of us went to college together at St. John's University up in Collegeville, Minnesota. Uh, Jim got a Mr. Beer homebrew kit for Valentine's Day from his then-girlfriend, now-wife, when we were seniors. Mm-hmm. Hung on to it. Didn't brew until after we graduated. Uh, brewed it up at his family cabin with his brother-in-law, Peter. Uh, they went back a few weeks later. The first night they were up at the cabin, they ran out of beer. They cracked the bucket open and just started drinking the... You know, flat fermented beer. Oh, <laughs> wow! Yeah, that was like fucking. That was like Chris and yeah. I last night. So we call <laughs> we call that one yuck pants. <laughs> Dip so, in. I mean, that's dedication. <laughs> I gotta tell you. Yeah. And then shortly after that, it was uh, the fourth partner Ryan's birthday in January, and we were all out drinking in a bar. And Jim approached me and Ryan and said, "Hey, you guys want to uh, want to brew some beer? Me and Pete made a batch. We're pretty sure it would have turned out." said, all right, well, what does that mean? Well, you watch Waterboy and you drink more beer for inspiration. So we started uh, our first two batches was a Fat Tire clone and the Sierra Vatic Paleo clone uh, mm-hmm. in Jim's garage. Uh, Only a couple of the best beers ever at the yeah, time, you know? Absolutely. I mean, seriously. Yep, and so we drank a 12-pack each for inspiration and uh, in his little little garage in uh, South Minneapolis in the Fulton neighborhood of South Minneapolis, uh, and they turned out at least palatable at the time. And, better and than the unfermented. It. Yeah, right. Fuck it. And, yeah. they, they got better after the Hey, these one. don't suck. We should sell them. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so we weren't uh, overly creative when we named our homebrew club, and as... I don't know, like most brewery stories are, right? Start homebrewing. Homebrewing and then jump. What if we can do this? And uh, we spent a few weeks thinking about what the perfect brewery name would be. And in the end, we're like, well, we've always been the Fulton Homebrew Club. Let's go for it. So we took out a small loan. uh, Wait, wait. So going back to that, how fucking scary and how long did it take you? They'll be like, you know what? Let's find a place. Let's get some fermenters, some big fermenters, and actually start brewing beer commercially for people oh, you, to come you in you have and try to ferment it, it? i mean yes uh, uh, <laughs> okay i mean how, how that's got to be a scary jump right like from like making it how scary of a jump was that uh, well uh really like terribly scary but so mm-hmm. that's why we didn't do exactly that uh we started contract brewing so yeah. we, we took out a map drew a circle on it and called every brewery in the circle and said hey wisconsin stepped capacity? up and said hey you, pick yep. me and so the closest one we found was uh, Sand Creek Green Company in Black River Falls. And so we just drove out there, 
uh, brewed with them on their system and shipped the beer back to start. Um, oh, for Which real? is great, too, because, like, you wow. know, our homebrew setup, like, cleaning the mash tun was turning it sideways on the sink we had built. You know, like, it doesn't <laughs> right, quite right. work the same when it comes to, <laughs> yeah. uh, to brewing on a larger scale. So It's harder you know, to tip these over. Yeah, so we learned a lot while we were there. At the same time, our partner, Peter, got uh, his uh, brewmaster's degree from the Siebel Institute out of Chicago. Uh, he graduated and said, all right, guys, hey. I can brew an American light lager. Here we go. Let's brew some craft beer. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Um, and and, uh, and yeah. just, just to happen to come across a, a brewery that could do it for you, but actually yep. do it decently well. Like they were, you know, they knew what the hell they were doing. And yeah, for I the mean, most part. Uh, as long as they're like being sanitary <laughs> with it. I mean, there, there ain't a bottle of sanity within arm's reach of you when you're a fucking brewer. You're doing it wrong. I mean, seriously. Yep. Man, uh, so you went from getting this tap room and, and yep. doing... Um, was it a three-barrel system at the time, right? Uh, no, here it was a 20-barrel system. 20-barrel system, okay. Yeah. Um, and, and, and banging that out, and then you realized, oh, I can't fit any more fermenters in here. Yeah, so we... And then you jumped ahead to a huge 80-barrel system in northeast yep. Minneapolis. Yeah, we went from a 6,000-square-foot building to a 50,000-square-foot uh, building. Yep. Uh, went from a 20-barrel brew house, 40-barrel fermenters, to 80 and, and 160. Uh, but a lot of what led into that was we were our what portion of this building was uh, our cellar was full. Sorry, I'll talk into the mic. You guys walk. You guys run up escalators, don't you? Like we don't even skip. You just skip steps. Yeah, a lot it took of times. three years. Three just years to get it. a second brewery. Yeah, that's that's impressive. Hey, I mean, our original business plan had us building our first brewery in five years, so <laughs> we <laughs> ripped that up multiple times along the way. Oh, yeah, obviously, you're jumping a couple of steps nope. ahead. But way we'll... to exceed your expectations. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But uh, right after we had started brewing out of here, the taproom law in Minnesota changed. Mm. And so what was going to be our packaging line in here, we shoved the taproom into. Because yeah, now so you can serve beer. Yep, mm. absolutely. So we're like, all right, if we want to continue to brew more beer and grow... It's not going to be in this building as it is. So started looking and yeah, found a spot just three miles across the river in northeast, 50,000 square feet. Um, the first time we looked at it, we said, there's no way we can afford this. And then a few months later, I went, all right, let's do it. <laughs> if there's a demand that, for that's it. A, that's a hard problem to have. I mean, it is a scary, like, your heart thumping your chest. Okay, fine, let's do it. Oh, my God. Oh, it's going to work. It's going to work. It's going to work. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. Filling it's, out it's, my it's personal scary. financial statement for the bank every year. Uh, <laughs> it's like, huh, that's a lot of money. What's it's that little dash in front of it? What yeah, that it's heart-wrenching. Yeah. <laughs> that means red tape, sir. Red tape, <laughs> not black. Ah, crap. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I always oh, like man. to say I'm beer rich and cash poor. Mm, yeah. <laughs> still, which is still very rich. Very happy. So how was it uh, that you guys were able to flourish even during the, the pandemic era of the twenty, you know, the COVID nineteen oh, yeah. shit? I mean, that everybody that rocked everybody's shit. And I, I know I've avoided talking about this kind of topic uh, specifically with brewers uh, in, uh, because it was just like I'm done talking about it. I just don't want to talk about it anymore. But now that we had some time to, to and we're recovering everything, um, uh, how was it like for your tap room experiences? Uh, what was that? I mean, it's fucking brutal yeah <laughs> right just across the board for mm-hmm. uh write that down we, Ernie. It was fucking brutal. because of uh minnesota law we just got growler sales back yeah. last and yesterday I'm, and i'm gonna talk yeah, about we'll the second that. half but of the so, episode yeah. but so we when when everything shut down for covid like we our entire taproom had to shut down mm-hmm. so we had nothing there all right so you know on-premise was shut down now off-premise definitely got a bump but it didn't make up 
we, we always prided ourselves that uh, 50% of our volume was on-premise sales. Oh. Uh, and we were less proud of that fact when the on-premise <laughs> shut down. <laughs> so your, your profit went away all of a sudden? Yeah, yeah. that's fucking brutal, no. man. I'll um, buy but, it if I'm there. Yeah. Were you guys able to do, like, out-of-tap room, like, uh, hand-to-hand sales? At all, not, or not really? Door, um, did you guys no. do door-to-door sales? We uh, <laughs> we were just so we we uh, I we feel started like you construction. Tried <laughs> I mean, you, <laughs> didn't, Come on. you know, it's like but, I'm selling vacuums, and I also got a six-pack of beer. Yeah. <laughs> so we started construction on expanding our tap room in December of 2019. Ah. Uh, so our timing was wow perfect. Yeah, wow. <laughs> gave us um, a lot more time for construction. Oof. Yeah, for sure. Um, but we yeah, so it gave us like Jill said a lot more time for construction uh, to get it out. And you know, there's still some finishes that we haven't quite got to. But yeah, you didn't um, have to rush it. You just let them do their you know, thing and do it right. And, yep. Yeah. But uh, we 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 opened for a little while just for food to go. Um, but it was brand new food and brand new menu, and so you know we didn't have that customer base. People are like, "Oh, their food's good. I'm gonna I'm gonna order from there once every couple of weeks." So we're just yeah. trying to get new people to come and try it. Um, but yeah, I mean, we we did what we could and just hunkered down and I mean, held on and made it through. Really and nice. and the and the very bright light at the end of the tubble, tunnel uh, is the new laws in Minnesota changing where how you could sell mm-hmm. things out of the tap room. At a brewery, and we'll talk about that in the second part of the episode. Uh, but yeah, that was like the best part of the whole thing. Uh, the Minnesota craft uh, beer community, especially, just banded together and like, dude, how fucking archaic are these Minnesota beer laws, and why are they still here? There should be no reason at all anymore to have these laws. Yeah. Begin second half of the episode. Yeah. yeah. Threats were made. Promises were not kept. <laughs> Politicians were probably bribed. I got a black Ugh. eye. I think the union came into it. This is stupid. Or the, something. I think the one thing I do want to say for sure, like through all of it, like our staff has been awesome. We always call ourselves the Fulton family. We still like to think of ourselves as a small business. And I mean, everyone from our packaging team that, you know, brewing team that came in every single day throughout the pandemic and continued to work and you know, our sales team that you know had to step back and take off and our taproom staff and coming back and not knowing. And like, mm-hmm. it's been, uh, it's been it's been a couple of years, um, but man, we are so lucky to have the people working for us that we do because they've 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 been what has got us through this. Right, we were talking to Mel and Laney. Laney, thank you, and they had mostly nice things to say about you guys. <laughs> so yeah, yeah I'm very awesome. impressed. Awesome. 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 Uh, it was solid B plus. It was <laughs> family. Was it was pert near all of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pert, pert near. Uh, yeah, our staff is great. Like the, and we've had like such great retention over the last. Like we mm. get a lot of seasonal staff with the tap room, with the twins being right next door. We don't need as many people, and then we need like two hundred percent the amount of people. And the but, people that want to come back after, you know, after everything that we went through in 2019, 2020, and twenty twenty one. That's just been like incredible. No one just want to be a part of this place. And, you, st- and you still have a bartender from the original days that you owned with the tap room. I mean, right? we try to get rid of him, but no. <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps coming back. He's I'm just, gonna, just trying to give him a shout on the podcast. Yeah. He must yeah. be Band-Aid brand. Yeah. stuck on you. Well, <laughs> and so, yeah, Justin's still here. And then Chris Coglin is our packaging line uh, lead manager. And he started with us checking IDs at the door 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. That's years wild. Ago. Yep. So good, good couple loyal employees there. So just remember that solid human being. People, people that come up with you, stay with you forever, man. That's awesome. I get paid in beer. 
All right. And then, then, of course, Justin here, he's a sales guy, and, and he's been around as long as we've been a podcast, so at least three and a half years <laughs> doing this shit. And, uh, six uh, and a half. Six and a half years six now. Six and a half. Nice. Yeah. And now you're like uh, a big deal up no, in, in the whole state of Minnesota, aren't you? Yes. I mean, you're in I charge of like, Yeah, I see, I'm in charge of some people selling our product, which okay. is great. And, and how big is that region? Come on. Uh, Central Minnesota, Northern Minnesota, North Dakota. Yes. So, you know, I get around. So there's a lot of miles in that region there, buddy. You got a lot of, you got a lot of miles to I cover. Get around, around, it's worth around, it. It's, it's, get worth, it's worth the drive every day. I mean, during the Except pandemic. Except for some of those drives. Got it. Yeah, stop. some of those Fargo drives get really Real long. Boring. Long. But then I get to know that you guys are up there, so it's like, why am I going up there? Yeah, and you get to meet like <laughs> bitches like us, and yeah. then like, oh, okay, maybe yeah. one day we'll bring them down to our tap room, and then here we are. Here it is. Three and a half years later. Yeah, you know, it's just, Woo! it took only took, enough. yeah, there's that whole pandemic thing. I don't I know, know, it just kind of spoiled our plans for a few uh-huh. years, but no, it was nice. That and Twins openers, ugh. Whenever hey. we had opening, it was like, oh, Twins game's going on, can we, can we do this? No, can't, no, we're going this month in... Yeah, I just, I'm glad we had to hook up finally. Yeah, it's good to see you guys. Mm-hmm. You age terribly. I know, yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> I look fucking great. You're Yuck Pants. That is your new nickname. As soon as you said Yuck Pants, I wrote that in my phone. I'm like, that's Yuck Pants. <laughs> good, good. That's well, your new contact Don't say it too loud. It'll be a new beer name. Someone will steal it. Yuck Pants. I'm sure it's already. Yeah. It's already, it's already a beer for sure. It's already out there. Yeah, okay. so thanks for coming down, guys. Yeah, of course. It was, it's been great. Uh, uh, good location. I'm happy as hell to be here. I haven't yeah. even had a chance to look at your patio. Oh, it's windy as fuck, though. Well, I mean, I get still, to watch the Simpsons. I love your leaning trees out there. <laughs> and at the same time, I get to look between you guys and gap out on watching the Simpsons in between uh, times that, My you nickname know, at high school when is Chris talks, out. I just have to gap out like, oh, dumbness is happening. Uh, <laughs> dumbness. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Shit, kid, I bring the fire. <laughs> All right. Let's get to our first beer of the day. Okay, oh, shall yes. I? Let's start drinking right. finally, so, please. Yeah, this is the Chill City Chuggers. Uh, who wants to talk about this one the most? I don't know. You guys screwed up my whole order, so I gotta put the glasses back. Did you brew it, Brian? Uh, I did not. No, Does anybody here know anything about this? Who knows the most about it? No. So I mean, do you, do you guys so have guess, a rabbit fan no, base that no, might be able I mean, to tell us about it? Yeah. I guess the the whole reason that we made this beer is that um, there's a difference between what brewers like to drink and what the general consumer likes to drink. Yes. Right. And so, um, and what would that be? Uh, I'm going to make Budweiser, but I'm going to do it right. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's basically exactly it, right? Mm-hmm. We made we made a Pilsner a few years back. Uh, Pilsners have kind of started to have a little bit of resurgence, and I mean I, f- I think that was one of the best beers we've ever made. But at the time, we couldn't give it away, and, mm. and I think we might have just been a little too early, or I don't know something. But so gave it a few years, and this is a crack. This is obviously uh, not a Pilsner. This is an ale. Mm-hmm. I got a lager. I mean, it's a straight up lager, golden mm-hmm. lager. Um, but, uh, we just, we want a beer that we can drink five or six of, you know, and, and still drive home legally. Like, yeah. like I, I, if I drink three, three hundreds, I'm not driving home legally. No, 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 right? no, no, uh, no. Especially, I'm still, I mean, I'm still driving home. No, Bruce, Bruce Uber is easy. not Uber is super easy and super and worth it. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or if you just get done uh, mowing the quarter of your yard, yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck. So, yeah. so you've been you've been working in a hot ass brewery all day. You want mm-hmm. something crisp, clean, and refreshing, right? And that's mm-hmm. exactly what Chill City. Now is. all I'm thinking of is your hot ass brewing the beer I'm drinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he is uh, a very you're, handsome you're, man. You're, you're welcome for that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Um, it's so escalated. We, what's your what's your my, my favorite story <laughs> around this PPE one though? So like we, beer. We, All right, come on. Now. We talked a little bit earlier, right? Naming beers, right? Yes. There's probably a beer name. Like it's the hardest thing in the world to do. Every single name has, that is possible has been taken, and so we actually had a few different ideas. And one of our uh, employees was like, "Well, Chill City Chugger." And they're like, "All right, well, that one." We're like, "That's ridiculous." And then it kind of stuck with us. And then we started doing, uh, going out to uh, liquor stores and bars, and we shotgun and beers. We literally we had a, a we did a small little test batch, put it into blank cans, and we got three different sticker labels. Uh, one was called Black Label Golden Lager. One was called Garage Lager, and one was Chill City. And we taste them out to people and. And the black layer was really clean. It looked a little more craft. You know, garage locker looked like a Budweiser. And then Chill City has, you know, a little closing time whistle on it. It's fun. It's lighthearted. And people drank them. And we had certified Cicerones tasting the same beer from the cans in the same case with different labels saying, oh, you know, this, this golden lager or this black top, I mean, it's, it's a little too hop forward where this one has a little too much malt. And, and they were all just the same beer same and just different cans. That's how O-M-G. important marketing is to how people Fuck taste Fuck you things. for testing people like that. But, I mean, but Dude, what that's we were, awesome yes. way to do but what we were literally genius. looking for was everywhere <laughs> we went, we went to a high-end liquor store, we went to a dive bar. It was, you know, Four to one, chill city compared to everything else. Wow! You're like, all right, well then let's let's call it that. I mean, it's exactly what it is. It is a chugger. It's it's a golden lager. It's nothing like when we first launched it and had a friend come up and was like, so like, uh, you know, like what kind of glass would you suggest they drink this out of? Mm-hmm. A big one. <laughs> what you, like, I don't know. I think you're missing I, the point here. I, I, uh, yeah, yeah. Grab a pen, like a normal a hole the bottom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Right? It's shotgun. It's in the name. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I was tell us that when we first came out with it, I had one 12-ounce can left in my fridge, and it stayed there for like a week. Uh, and my wife, now girlfriend at the time, was like, why, why is this one can sitting here? I was like, well, because I haven't brought any more back home. She's like, well, just drink. I'm like, no, the first one was gone in like two drinks. You need at least a second Chill City. Right. <laughs> like, well, what is just you have a keg stand area set up in the back for this, which is really cool uh, to see in the tap room. That's amazing. That's amazing. Maybe northerners come down. Where's that keg stand? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Chris is talking about Jill's it. Jill's like, no, we don't. No, we don't. Hardcore, no, we don't. <laughs> well, um, I got to say, this is really good. I, I'm not sure what the malt bill on this is. Does anybody? Have a 20 bucks. <laughs> no, no, nothing. That's a dollar bill. Twenty dollar bill. What? <laughs> Why that one? I made you hesitate. Because I couldn't find the right I like how, fucking I like how you wanted he's, to hit the button. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited about a sound bar. <laughs> or one of these, you know, just like... No, 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 no. Nobody else was saying shit. Play uh, some douchey next. <laughs> Wait, are, are children allowed in the tap room? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, Until, we'll let you guys in. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if, I could, if I could see you, I'd high five you, so I'll just slap the back of Chris's head. Uh, right? Meet in the middle. I'll be 10 you. Oh, I love that. That was a good one. Oh, man. So, I, uh, we'll, yeah. any, any, let's go with uh, Nose Notes, Roma Notes. On this well, I mean, I mean, it's, it's a just, gold, it's a golden lager. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It, it smells like a beer is supposed to smell, and it tastes like a beer is supposed to smell. It's maybe a bit more exciting. There's a the, you know good carbonation, and it's a little punchy. Um, it's just a really well done crusher. That's what I wrote. 
I'm just kind of wondering what, what hops were used. I don't know if it was Columbus or something. It's got to be something kind of light and just yeah. slightly bittering like that. Because it, it's not overpoweringly bitter at all. No, this is... The thing is, the can... 4% alcohol for a lager yeah, wouldn't be super bitter yeah. anyways. And on the can, it says, ingredients, beer, beer, beer. Yeah, not beer. That's, the, yeah. that's yeah. the beer description. <laughs> oh, like yeah, flavor beer. profile, just we just wrote beer, beer over and beer. over again. I was like Hercules yeah. or something. Yeah, honestly, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, it's light and crisp because yeah. a little bit of corn sweetness yeah. and stuff. And I mean, how much is a four pack of this? Malt, no uh, we can't sell yeah. a four pack, but this is like. Uh, it's just, I mean, it's 11 dollars and 12 pack. What? Well, then there's no reason to ever drink anything else during the summer. I mean, if people are like. If people are say People always. Biggest complaints. Well, craft beer is just more expensive. Well, because it's better. And this isn't even more expensive. Well, you the know? thing is, is people always say, oh, I can crush this beer. You can crush anything. How do you feel after you crush it? Do you <laughs> feel like shit? <laughs> then you don't want to drink that. Or crush I it. I mean, you can crush these. People yeah. can crush a bottle of Jack Daniels, but I don't know why I would want to ever. Correct. <clears throat> but they can do that. But yeah, something like this, you'd totally want to because it's just easy drinking. Beer Beautiful. flavored beer and well done. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I'll pass that along to our brew team for mm -hmm. sure. All right. Okay. So I would like to say mm -hmm. when uh, you mentioned that it's like, oh, yeah, you got to keep an extra one in the fridge. I'm like, how many can you put in one? I'm like, you need a big glass. I have a big fair glass, the Red River Valley Fair. You got 54 ounce. You get one? used to get those 64. I'm like, I'd fill oh. that mother up with this and yeah. just walk around and like, yep. I agree with Chris. There is that maltiness, that, that thickness from the malt of the lager that I really appreciate. Mm -hmm. There's no bitter aftertaste or anything. It's just a good, clear, crisp, well-balanced. Uh, it's not crushable. It's chuggable. There you go. Yeah. I like oh, wow. We should name it. <laughs> I want a nickel for everyone you sell now. Dude, I totally want to be on that softball team. I want to be in the Chill City Chuggers. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is a good idea. Fucking hey, dude. You put Perfect. a squad together, we got you. Perfect Fulton <laughs> softball team right there, the Chill City Chuggers. I think we got our outfield and pitcher and catcher. Right here at the table. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming you're the catcher. Play, yeah. <laughs> I thought Ernie could catch. I'll play first base. I'm gonna. I'm gonna team manage. Okay. Team okay. manage. <laughs> Run it out. <laughs> he'll be. The, he'll be the Tommy Lasorda. <laughs> I like. I like to consider myself the Al Newman of third base. So. There we go. All right. The second beer we want to talk about today is the Northern Standard. This is a 4.5% ABV uh, uh, Amber Lager. And it's very light in color for being a, like an amber lager, but I'm always used to amber ales, so that's is where it? my kind of like uh, distorted the, distorted vision may come from. It's darker than that other chugger. Well, yeah, that mother chugger is totally it's lighter than this one. Very light copperish. Yep, mm -hmm. almost like a light Oktoberfest. It's even yeah, it's lighter than a Vienna lager, which uh, is. When you think of amber anything, it should be darker than, uh, or at least the color of a Vienna lager. So yeah, this is super interesting in color. A pint, mm -hmm. it's going to look a little darker than in a, than a sample glass. glass. Yeah, yeah, right gotcha. now it looks sun-kissed. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's more density yeah. for some. It's but not it is, orange it is at definitely all. on the lighter side. Yeah. Though, you're right. It's, it's not. not fine. It's not like uh, like I'm thinking of like Rush River, mm. Unforgiven Amber Ale. Right? That's a really deep dark mm. amber. Whereas, yeah, this is definitely on the lighter side. So on the nose, I get a little bit of that slight copper penny, which you should get with, with, with when you're putting uh, amber malts into in, in any kind of a beer, uh, which it's is kind good, of perfect. On the you aroma, know? a little bready. Yep. Very like um, like a, almost like a sourdough bread, almost. But there's some sweetness in there somewhere too. Yeah. Ah, yes, but that's when things become a little different. the The taste is a bit different from the nose. The taste is uh, so creamy. It is so soft. My notes were a uh, fantastic malt flavor. I mean, the water profile on this is, is just, I think, I don't know what you have on it, or, but it's, it's great. Uh, it it's made such me a think soft mouthfeel. It made me think about playing ping pong in my basement and, and uh, drinking a shit ton of beer. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's where, I mean, that's where I drink m- most of my beer. You know, obviously we're outside partying, do whatever, but most of the time when I drink, I'm more of a... Give me a glass of scotch or a glass of bourbon, and that's about it. When I'm drinking beer, there's events going on. And lately, it's playing ping pong, drinking way too many cores. Now I'd rather drink this. Yeah, absolutely. This Are is 4.5%. Good at ping pong? I am fucking not great. Oh, really? <laughs> I, love, I love ping pong. I used to play it in college and stuff. I kicked my ping pong. Ah, this is a... Almost How are broke the ducks my, at ping pong? Almost broke my fucking toe. We also recently learned that he has a, he used to table. play violin. I told you guys many times I played violin. Why? But I always forgot. But now I, I remember. It. It's so weird. To those see make the, those make terrible ping pong paddles. I don't know why you'd use them. They're fucking ah. curved. Next, moving on. They got the echo on them though. Oh my God. <laughs> From that cedar, and this is the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Yeah. Oh yeah. I get on the flavor. I get a lot of that malt, um, semi sweetness in there, and then uh, I like that it's not super heavy. And it is four point five percent. So yeah, you could another one of those. I could have these sitting in front of the fire, enjoying a cigar, and crush a few of these. This I think is a really good s- cooking beer. If you're making like no, I'm serious. Like if you're making like a beer, drinking cheese or while a you're soup, cooking, yeah. or well, okay. both. Like no, right. like but like a like oh, you actually yeah, yeah. use in cooking. beer cheese it soup, beer cheese soup, Ooh. or sausages, beer, beer chicken, things like that. Like this, this is. And then, this you know, is you got a twelve you pack, so you smoker. use one, right? And then you drink the rest of them. <laughs> I mean, of course. I mean, come on. Well, the sales team we used to get together. and We used to do uh, brass monkeys with this. Mm. Yeah. So we put orange juice with this. Mm. And it's unbelievable. That's what a brass really? monkey is, is beer and orange juice? No, you can make it whatever the hell you want it, man. Well, I, I just didn't, No, there really was a brass monkey, monkey was yeah. back in the, like, back in the day. Well, there was a 80s and 90s. Yeah. Um, I mean, Beastie Boys sang about it. Yeah, they did. I mean, fucking A. It's one of my favorite songs them. We just call them beer mouses if you add orange juice to it. Yeah, but that's... It's not a brass play, monkey, know, man. Whatever. It's not a brass monkey. That was just his name in high school, so he's really confused. <laughs> <laughs> well played. <laughs> yeah. So this is another one uh, that can talk about this, like how important branding is to how people taste beer. So when mm-hmm. we first launched this, it was standard lager. Mm-hmm. And we had a whole lot of people that would drink it, and they were expecting a golden light lager. And like, oh, it's just so malty. It's so heavy. Yep. And then we re rebranded it a little bit and put you know northern standard and then called it an amber lager on the can and i had i mean the on-premise director from my local distributor called me and was like oh you changed the recipe it's so much cleaner now 
we didn't change anything. We just called it in amber lager on the can. And, you know, be like, oh, it's just, yeah, it's so clean. Because it was kind of right in between. It's not a really heavy amber because mm. it is still a lager. It's still crisp and clean. And so you just using those, that good malt base. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like a cross yeah. between like a red ale, a light Oktoberfest, and Sam Adams. Like a light, yeah. like Absolutely. a lighter green, like, like uh, Maybach it's, it's, or something. Yeah. I remember when, that when I was a but buyer. But it's light enough and, to where you could. Trying to sell Fulton like in like my restaurant or whatever. And that's how I explained it. To yeah. It's like, it's not the lager that you think it is. It's like an amber lager. Yep. And then you changed it and it was like, yeah. thanks. <laughs> we sold in New York for a little while. And this was the beer that did really, really well for us in New York. Mm. Because we were with a distributor that didn't have Yingling and didn't have Sam Adams. Oh. And out on the Perfect. East Coast, amber lagers are a yeah. big part of the scene. So they're like, oh, you have an amber lager? It's priced the same. Sweet. Yeah, that's right. really good. I, I just I had to get this one on there. This was my choice for the day. Uh, I just love the flavor out of the palate. It just got that fantastic malt flavor. And at 4.5, it's hard not to crush the shit out of this. Yeah, it's like I want to drink 10 of them and try and do a backflip off of my, you know, off my bed. I'll, I'll, another uh, hotel I'll bed. have the phone ready to record it. Let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> You would drink two <laughs> of them. Do you have my bed here? <laughs> Yeah, it's out back. We had, we had it flown in just <laughs> right. for you. The podcast Stunning. takes us with us wherever we go. We are you rolling. never know when Chris is going to pass we out. We are rolling in it. All right, a surprise <laughs> to Chris. Bring out the ping pong table, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't get the memo. Sorry. <sighs> That's a giant bummer, man. Yeah, I was going to say, I love you know that what's you, a giant bummer? you aren't good at ping pong. Yeah, well, like, no. I, ping I, pong I, is one of those things. It's like... It's like uh, um, I used to be a lot better. I yeah, used to play yeah, a lot okay. more. Um, no, no, uh, and but now, yeah, I'm not good. For me, uh, ping pong yeah, is like pinball. It's like, oh, I'm terrible at it, but I still really love playing. It. Oh, it's it's a blast, <laughs> man. We've got this old like 1926 Brunswick uh, pool table, right? And then, uh, and then uh, it, the tabletop is a particle board. Or some fucking shit. <laughs> what are those three pieces? Like a hockey so table No, flat. no, this is really old. Um, my girlfriend's grandpa. It, we live in his old house after they passed away. Thanks for bringing that up. Let <laughs> 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 me quick hit sound button. Make, make a funny noise. <laughs> so we play on that, but it, it's fun. But yeah, one night I was I slipped and I kicked those legs that are i don't know they're like solid oak dude they're like huge yeah like it's massive. a brunswick oh, it's and amazing. almost yeah pretty pretty close to breaking my toe it was brutal oh brutal. i got the sound for you it was fun <laughs> when i broke my toe <laughs> that's right well you know the song <laughs> sounds like you wrote it's it good. It's my karaoke go-to. Nice. All right, for well, the third beer of the day, uh, this was picked by Jill. And yeah. this is the Grapefruit Lonely Blonde. This is a 4.8% ABV. Uh, and this is just basically your Lonely Blonde. And how did you guys add the grapefruit flavor to this? Puree and zest. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Puree. Like, uh, like actual, pure. like grapefruit juice and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And nice. septic wasn't that fake uh, amaretti extract or nothing no nope. nope. this is the real shit the real and you can tell by the color because the color yeah, it kind of looks like a wheat beer yep and um mm, the smell yeah i mean the, the, the only thing blonde itself is just such a nice easy drinking i mean yes. it's got good body to it and now 
when you get this grapefruit, it just that grapefruit accents everything really well. They it just plays really well together and softens kind of everything up and just goes, here's a hint of grapefruit and everything else just balances super well. Well, I feel like grapefruit is always like an adjunct that they use in IPAs to like accentuate hot bitterness and things. And so it's really nice to see it in a light beer mm -hmm. to kind of play with right. that flavor. Profile. Absolutely. Yeah, it highlights the grapefruit a lot more than. And with that, we actually had to, so we had to uh, decrease our uh, hop additions to Lonely Blonde. Uh, because that grapefruit, one, it accentuates bitterness, and two, like the the grapefruit peel that we add in brings its own bitterness uh, as well. So we actually <laughs> decrease the IBUs to Lonely Blonde to make this beer okay, still you taste Don't like make me come over there. So you reduce the IBUs, yep. you said? Yep. Because I know on, well, I guess it's the same then after you add that grapefruit. Yep, yep. that's okay. kind of the word. Yeah. I'm a for. fucking shithead. I, it took me a minute to figure <laughs> out the math. <laughs> I'm like, well, but if you reduce the IBUs and then this one adds the IBUs, how do they become the same IBU? What is this, a calculator? One plus one. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, one. Uh, it's what, uh, what's the uh, everybody's <laughs> brewer's friend beer? Uh, uh, the recipe that you enter. What is oh, everybody? Yeah, that Did you say what's every brewer's friend a beer drinker? No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, yep. that, that too. Uh, there's a program they can enter if you want to. Uh, uh, Figure out what what everything's going to be. Your you know your fire grand your ABVs. Uh, they have recipes yeah. on there. Your, yeah, your our, calculations. Our, our, brewers, our brewers made their own <laughs> sheets for that. They? Um, I, but they we used that years ago, and it's, it's great. Yeah, it's a good it's an algorithm. You can also yep. use it to figure out a Rubik's cube. So this is a, the grapefruit lonely blonde. Let's let's give a little bit of background. Lonely blonde. The actual base of this is based off of. I mean, this is uh, what your top seller. Lonely yeah. blonde is. I mean, our best selling beer. Tap room and uh, out in the market as well. Well, that was what I like brought this one up with because out in the world, Lonely Blonde, 100%. But Grapefruit Lonely Blonde is up there, either like the same amount of pints per week when like when we're doing you know sales reviews and things, and mm -hmm. it's but it does jack shit in the market, <laughs> which is it always frustrating and yep. annoying. So this does not sell outside of your tap room. Well, I don't know. Justin's got to it do does, it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It does. It's in our greatest hits pack. Yeah. We have like so a people, pack of it too. So yeah, so people will get it, but they'll get three of it. So it's like, oh, I drank it. But Chill City Chuggers in there, Sweet Child of Vines in there, Lonely Blondes in there. Yeah. So you're gonna remember drinking those mm -hmm. because those are your everydays. And it's like, oh, I had that grapefruit Lonely Blonde, sweet. A week later, it's like I had that grapefruit beer. What the fuck was it? Was it an IPA? Was it, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. What variety pack was it in? Because I bought sixteen <laughs> of them. So it's like, yeah. it's good. People enjoy it, but. Mm -hmm. It's not like they go seek it. Like here, the option is grapefruit lonely blonde. Right. You sit, you drink a pint of it. You don't drink anything. You know what I mean? You're drinking, you're focused on that. So I think that's why we don't see the movement as much. I mean, our variety packs sell a boatload, so it's out in the market. But you just see more of the specific sales of it here in the tap room. And yeah. people will probably just go back to the off-sale place and buy another variety pack. Correct. Yeah. So they also get mm -hmm. that grapefruit in there, but they also get their other favorites. Because they want to so, compare. Because yeah. they see lonely blonde, which... Everybody knows. Yeah. And Sweet Child like, oh, yeah. yeah, and then they go, Grapefruit Lonely Blonde. Okay. Well, we, we had, a, we had a, in its own 12 packs and 4 packs for a while. And it's like the first year it was great. And the second year, not so much. And the third year, we're like, oh, Sounds so like our like, podcast. Oh, wait, you know? <laughs> <laughs> when, we, when have we like, ever been great? Yeah. Like, <laughs> when, like, when were you gone that year? week? <laughs> Honestly, uh, summer and fall of 2020 were great for us. <laughs> 
When people had nothing to do. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I hope that pandemic really kicks up again. (laughs) (laughs) No, we don't. Monkeypox. Just kidding. Oh yeah, I hope so. Uh, it wasn't like ha ha funny. Mental mental note. When we do this again, because this will happen again, I'm bringing my own salad. He's just been dreaming of being a morning radio TV yeah. show host his entire life. All that uh, driving. Listening gonna, to those shows. We're gonna give out uh soundboards for everybody. Everybody gets their own soundboard. Don't label them, it's just buttons. Yeah. Yeah. No, it only acts as plugged in. But you're not on your own. Yeah. People don't realize I have a face made for you radio. You do have a face. <laughs> so when you hear this, yes, I look exactly like that. What do you think? So. We should take a break. Because <laughs> well, I'm going to learn well, the any, soundboard. Any other final notes about yeah. this uh, uh, yes. Grapefruit Lonely Blonde? Yes. I mean, I besides the it, fact that Lonely Blonde is also awesome. I think it should sell better outside of the tap room because it's delightful. It yes. is available in all 12-pack greatest yeah. hits. Available at your local liquor store. So. Ah, Mr. Ah, is, is, it doing his job. is it available at Bridgeview Liquors in Moorhead, Minnesota? It should be. If it isn't, I will take care of that. You should me. talk with our uh, friend Evan Christie, who manages Bridgeview Liquors. Uh, in shout Moorhead, out Evan Christie. Thank you. Well, I think hey. it is. <laughs> it's, I'm they have sure a middleman right. that's called a distributor, unfortunately. I don't give a fuck about <laughs> that dude. <laughs> How much room you got in the back of the Durango? Pew, pew, pew. Just, just hit a button. <laughs> I'm on it. Look out. Did you hit a button? He did. Hit a button. Uh, any button. Any button. Not that one. There is a smell. It smelled like a sheep. That's not the right <laughs> button. <laughs> that was perfect, actually. It was staring me in the yes, face. I perfect. just had to open up the groove. All right, we'll be right back after this. Word from our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, tune in after this advertisement for more Reese on the buttons. <laughs> Big Earn here from Brews, Booze, and Reviews. Want to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, Bridgeview Liquors. Bridgeview is conveniently located in Moorhead, Minnesota at 935 37th Avenue South. They have an impressive selection of craft beers, wines, and all the boozes. They have a friendly and knowledgeable staff. In fact, uh, Bridgeview started their classes again on Saturdays. Go check out uh, Bridgeview on Facebook and click on their events tab for all the classes they have and all the classes that they have coming up. For only 25 bucks, you can attend these classes and you get to sample some really good stuff. The guys and I actually went to one of the rum classes and it was a great experience. So for all the info on Bridgeview, including their hours of operation, check them out on Facebook. And when you do check out, mention Brews, Booze, and Reviews and you get 10% off your purchase. Thank you, listeners, and thank you, Bridgeview. Cheers. good whiskey anyway this is chris with brews booze and reviews and we want to thank our sponsors at fargounderground.com they're independent voices who want to promote fine dining great bars live music venues in fargo moorhead the downtown district has an eclectic mix of shopping entertainment and great places to work and live and if you don't believe me just go fucking check it out anyway fargounderground.com also features an events tab so you can figure out anything you want to do. 
whether it's karaoke or hear somebody better sing and hear some live music. And they also have, you know, trivia at the Troll Lounge and other places as well. So check them out, FargoUnderground.com. Anyway, uh, yeah, new hemorrhoid cream I came up with called Rectal. It's from the makers of Oopsie Babies, which is a Plan B pill. <laughs> 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 He's already got it down. Knox, you may have been replaced. I may have I like found it. my calling. <laughs> there we go. Hey, Chris, did you hear the manufacturer of yardsticks aren't going to make them any longer? What? Why are you looking at Why? Knox when you say Chris? Or shorter. <laughs> oh. Any longer or shorter? Yeah, I'm sorry. That was so weird. What does the guy want with a stick in his yard, anyways? That's enough. I mean, get right. off my grass. No, we're where do pirates buy their hooks? Oh, that's two bad dad jokes for the price of one. Oh, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Well, I asked a question. Yeah, oh, I'm to, sorry. We, we got to do this again. Right where the do show. pirates buy their hooks? Secondhand stores. Smelly <laughs> <laughs> <Really> pirate hooker. <laughs> he knows your phone better than you. Reese is killing it. Reese is killing it. All right. Reese on the ones in. and twos. My, my, one of my packing line guys told a joke uh, last week. Uh, did you see uh, the midget climbing oh, 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 down oh, 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 the wall of the prison? No. No. Uh, that's a little condescending. <laughs> call me. Con. Con. <laughs> little. Con. Jesus, we have to do oh, Wait, wasn't that in Star Trek? I'm, we're done with Little you. Little Con. We're done with you. Was, <laughs> let's move on. You know the best thing about Fulton Brewing? Is that they have beers. beers. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And definitely got the comedy. Yeah. Let's, uh, if I were a betting man, I'd say uh, the next best thing on the list would be Sweet Child of Vine. Yes. And uh, this is wow, an important wow, wow. part of the beginning of Fulton. Uh, Brian, talk about this one. Yeah, this is the beer that we launched our company with in 2009. <laughs> this is the beer we drank without yeah. carbonation. <laughs> uh, no, that was, that was also a, a homebrew clone kit. But yeah. Uh, no, this, uh, this is uh, also one of the uh, fir- first beers that we named before we ever brewed it. Uh, so we're all big fans of Guns N' Roses. Uh, and of course, really? Sweet Child of Vine. Uh, and yes, we have heard over and over again that uh, hops grow on a vine and not a vine. Yep, but most people yeah, don't but know that's, that. But that so sounds it's, stupid. It's fine. Yep, yep. Yeah. So, Sweet Child of Vine. Uh, so, this was, uh, we made this beer because we wanted an IPA that you could drink like four and, or five of and not wait, wait, have wait. your palate destroyed. An English IPA. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Definitely brewed in the English style, right? So uh, we the only so we like to call this a Midwest IPA, all right? Uh, because we use uh, it's it's like an English IPA with all that uh, malt body, but then we don't use you know so like fungals like a, or those really English uh, earthy hops. We yeah. still use American hops to uh, get the, the citrusy notes. And so what hops are you using in this bad boy? Uh, man, it has changed over the years. Uh, Columbus, Simcoe. Um, what else do we use? So. This is one beer where we learned a lesson uh, early on, a very valuable lesson. So uh, this beer started, we made with Simcoe, mm-hmm. and we had no hop contracts in our first year contract brewing. And we went what? to just order order our hops for the next brew, and the company went, oh, yeah, no, we're, we're all the Simcoe. We're like, oh, my gosh, until when? They're like, uh, next harvest. They're like, oh, 
oh shit okay that's not tomorrow <laughs> no, yeah so uh, we, so we can overnight them yeah so no. we, we we called a few other brewers that we knew and they're like oh it's fine it happens all the time just use something that's similar no one will know and they're like what and so call you know call the hop company and they're like yeah well we have this hop blend called falconer's flight it's very very similar uh, yeah, and yeah. we'll be fine with it so then we used that and like three batches later they're like oh yeah i know we're out of falconer's flight so <laughs> stop running out of uh, shit that i use you assholes yeah. but uh but we have gotten back to simcoe on it i really love that flavor profile personally um you know columbus is a good utilitarian hop in it mm-hmm. um but you know for me again it's just about bad the, sailor though yeah very very <laughs> totally uh, missed asia yeah. it's the it's the malt and the hops playing together it's very balanced it's very approachable that's uh, one of our kind of taglines for our company for beers that yep. complexity and approachability uh, are not mutually exclusive, and it, uh, it the very the color is very like a light copper, like almost like an ale, like a little bit darker or the same color as your amber lager. It is, yeah, I think a little bit darker, darker. A little darker yeah. Yeah. copper, not um, light. Good at head all. on it still. Good head. Um, it's crystal clear. I could probably see my fingerprint through the glass. Can you see mine? Yeah, it's a middle <laughs> fingernail. <laughs> oh man, that's a good malt. Oh, so oh, that's really caramel. I get on that. Mm-hmm. Lots of good barley grain presence on there. Bready, um, like sourdoughy. Yeah. Not necessarily that's like a white eat. wheat or yeah. a wheat bread, yep, but like a sourdough. Sure. Well, no, it's it's uh, two row pale malt, a little C sixty, a little white wheat. Ah, the white wheat. That's I what, even uh, think there's yeah. a, some like light fruitness or something else going on. I wrote down cantaloupe. Cantaloupe. Really? Oh, cantaloupe in there somewhere, huh. like in the middle. You see, and I, the way I sell this beer is that everybody who has an IPA for their first time, it's usually something that is extremely aggressive, mm. and they automatically think every IPA is going to yep, taste like that. that's me. That yep. was me. It's kind of like if you drink red wine for the first time and you start with cab. Yeah. You're yeah. probably going to think, wow, all this shit tastes like dirt. I don't or, or like a fucking like, Merlot, you know? You don't like cabs? Is that what you No. Give me a Riesling. Or even if your first red wine was a chillable or chalable, as my friend used to call it. Oh, this is the chalable? Yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh, this red wine sucks too. No, I mean, there's different styles. Different styles. So people who don't have IPA flavors. Slap the bag. Drink this. Yeah. If you've never had an IPA before, drink this. I'm telling you at home if you've never had an IPA before. Let me ask you a question. Did you guys maybe use like a Vienna lager type of malt bill with this IPA? And that's how maybe you got around to getting this together as a recipe? That's a good question. Because so it kind of seems like it, because the, the color of it and everything? Yeah, so this is a recipe that uh, uh, my partner Ryan Petz put together. And again, like put together 13, 14 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know exactly what his inspiration was in putting it together, but other than but great. he needed to make a beer called Sweet Child of Vine. Uh, and uh, we wanted again. We wanted an IPA because a lot of IPAs know you have like three or four of them, and it doesn't matter what you drink next because your palate's so burnt out. Yeah. Whereas this one, yeah. like you can have four, five, six of them, and well, I mean, this one's six point four percent ABV, so I mean, yeah. well, like up your game, or you know, yeah, I mean, yeah you could definitely yeah. hang for a while on these ones. Everything <laughs> is sessionable. It just yeah. depends on what kind of a session you want to get into. <laughs> oh fuck yeah! Good point. Yeah, it's one of these here. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I got that one. That was my perfect sounding. Um, I might hear my notes are like fruity. Um, I got meaty. I got some passion for you on this one. 
Um, has a really great finish. I, I love it. It's just the perfect length. It it's just a good balance that, of yeah. that pine and bitter, right? Mm-hmm. That, you know, you either love the terms pine and bitterness or you hate them completely, mm-hmm. right? You know, it depends on what you're going into, but that's I think that's what scares people off about IPAs is that pininess and that bitterness. But or this has a, that really that's a, this exactly has that really good like there's drive by pining. Yeah. You know, and there's a bitterness oh, at the end of the corner, but you turn the corner. Sweet. Oh, yeah! Oh, yes. <laughs> sweet one. Boy, did you nail real. that? Sweet, right? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty sweet, bro. That's uh, so he's going on the list of never inviting back. <laughs> no, I think he, the son or he's looking for this one. Yeah. Sweet! Well, this is yeah. one, like, even still in the tap room, this is always in the top six or so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Clients every week. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, this, but, I mean, it, it, it comes across with that piney and bitterness but it's not aggressive there but it, it, it's nice because it rounds out the, these other flavors and then you know it dries out a bit but it still leaves like maltiness in your mouth i think it doesn't get as much respect in the ipa community as it should just because well nowadays everybody's throwing 40 pounds of whatever the shit it is and making it 10 percent <laughs> 11%. Let's see how right. big we can go. It's like the triple oh, drink IPA. One. Oh, yeah, no, there's nothing come out with quadruple lively yeah. now. The triple dry hop. Yeah. So, like for us, what's great about all of our IPAs, just to piggyback off of it, you can drink a couple, drink something else, and actually taste that something right. else. Yeah. There's not many breweries you can go to, and I sound like a homer when I do this, but there's not many breweries you can go to and go, oh, this IPA tastes different from this IPA, which right. tastes different from this IPA. They don't right. blend together. You can taste them all, and you're not stuck with cat pissy. In your mouth, yeah. I can tell too. Like, like one of unless the you like cat pissy. <laughs> well. Life story over there. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Uh, but yeah, like uh, especially having like a kitchen here too. Like all of our beers, like they're not overly flavored or overly sensationalized, where you can't eat like a burger, or a taco, or French. Mm-hmm. Like you can still taste your food, you can taste the beer, and you can enjoy the whole thing. You're not going to get palate fatigue unless you yeah. did what we just did today and tried everything. I can't wait till breweries just start, like, amping it up so much. Like, no, oh, just come in and get a glass of hops and lick them. Yeah. <laughs> this is raw. I love the Simcoe on this. Just put hops into a cup. There's a cup of hops. What is it? It's an IPA. Hopsicle. <laughs> just hops at the bottom and then just put water over frozen, the top. Frozen hops. Hopsicles. Hopsicle. I don't put, that on that. Your be- put that on your, uh, your fucking beer name. Hopsicle. Or don't. Or that could be your cream ale. That could be your first triple IPA. Ah, now that'd be a cream (laughs) ale. (laughs) Okay. It was an idea. Yes. Okay, so it's terrible. For everyone listening, I just want everyone to know uh, how happy Reese is to be hitting these buttons. (laughs) (laughs) My fat fingers cannot find this stuff fast enough. So I apologize (laughs) if there's a delay, but in my mind, it sounds perfect. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So, uh, any other notes so about Sweet Child of the Vine? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Actually, this was this was the number one or the mine. number se- or the number two beer you guys ever I made. I guess this is uh, the this the beer we launched our company with in two thousand and nine, and it's uh, to this day our second best seller. So, when you open up this tap room here for the first time, and you got everything set up, this was, was the, the second best seller. What was the first beer you brewed when you opened up in this tap room here in downtown Minneapolis? Uh, so I many mean, years ago. It would have had to have been this. Yeah, I, mean, I, yeah, I, I can't imagine it would have been Sweet Child of Mine. Nice. 
Yeah. There at, we that, go. at that time, we were still selling more Sweet Child on Draft than we were Lonely Blonde. And as we transitioned from contract brewing to brewing everything here, uh, it, uh, Lonely Blonde continued to grow. I mean, so did Sweet Child, but like Lonely Blonde ended up taking over Sweet Child uh, <laughs> 10, 8, 9 years ago in terms of total volume. Nice. Your Ooh. math is not right because that was not in order. <laughs> well, let me, let me bring math up. Is, math is hard. Let, yeah. let me bring up. Uh, <laughs> tough stuff. Tough stuff. Allow me to bring up this uh, the, the honorable mention, or one of the honorable mentions today, and this was uh, Chef Kev's favorite, was a 300. Uh, what can you tell us about the 300? Because I really do want to talk about this one. This was on our episode one, nicknamed or titled The Basics. This was Chef Kev's favorite beer at the time, uh, the 300. What can you tell us about it? Because this has always been a consistent, like, like award-winning beer for you guys, hasn't it? Why are you running to me? Because yeah. uh, you need to talk about it, Jill. <laughs> this is your fucking job, Jill. Yeah. No, a uh, straight mosaic IPA. Um, if you just want to highlight a hop or just be able to taste like what a single hop tastes like, like 300 is the way to go. And it's a West Coast style too, so it's yeah. it's early and late and middle in the in the hop oil, which is awesome. Yeah. I gotta tell well, you, man, uh, I'm, let's do it. The nose on this one was mosaic as fuck. I got all that passion fruit guava. Mm-hmm. I got some raw hamburger out of that. Like Raw hamburger. Yeah, I mean, some of that, some, yeah, yeah some with, of some, that, like, meatiness, yeah, that savoriness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That, yeah. That, that, that straight mosaic. I mean, the later you get it. That was my finishing move in the WWE. Yeah, 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 dude. No, no, I, I have all kinds of notes. <laughs> I was uh, like, hamburger. Smells good. I chopped it. Tastes gooder. I think this batch, uh, the, this batch of this mosaic cops even had a little, little bit of that cat piss, which, which I like. I like a little bit of that. Not, not like a lot. <laughs> well, I mean, there's like Eldorado. Minimal that, those amounts of like, cat piss, yeah. please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, grassiness is also you another hot that milk that I would like to do. Like yeah. 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 Um, so, so 300 came around for us. Job. So we, uh, years and years ago, we were going to make a fresh hop beer. Mm. Uh, and the farmer we were working with, uh, we had everything in-house ready to go. Uh, we were going to brew the next day. And then the hops didn't show up and didn't show up and we called the farmer and he's like oh yeah sorry my yield was way lower than i thought i got nothing for you and we went oh well okay. thanks well we held this awesome base malt that uh, was different than our base malt for everything else at the time and we're like well what do we do and, and our, our head brewer at the time now uh one of our owners now uh mike salo our vp of brewing said yep. well we have all these mosaics in the cooler we don't have a plan with but what if we just make a uh, uh, straight a, mosaic. A mosaic IPA and it, it works out like our 300th batch out of this uh, brewery here was coming up he's like what if we just make this our batch 300 and do a mosaic IPA and we went done sounds great let's do it <laughs> um, yeah and then it just it went over well enough that we're like well we have to bring it back and we again we thought about renaming it and all that we're like well we'll just drop the batch out of it and just mm-hmm. keep it at 300 and it's, it's still to this day I mean, it's a fantastic beer well, if you go to Bridger Liquored Moorhead, uh, Fulton's 300 IPA does have one of those uh, Bruce Booze and Reviews pick on it. Because, uh, it, it, I mean, it was on episode one. I mean, it, it's, an, it's original. It's an OG. And I love Mosaic Hops, and so does Favorites. Chef Kev. I mean, what do, what, do, what do you think about what were your notes on the 300? Yeah, exactly. That, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. I get some melon. I, I did give it a standing that. ovation as well. You can't see the stand. <laughs> I think how you're ta- standing up and taking bows now. <laughs> I hit the right button, so how I'm like, I'm so fucking used to it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. Nice job, Reese. You're doing a great job. Hey, give me one of these. Nice. 
Anyways, go ahead. I feel like we oh, all have thanks. six bucks. Yeah. I get some cherries off the aroma at the end, mm-hmm. and I get some melon in the taste. Isn't that 300? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it coats the tongue real well. It's got some body to it. I wish I would have gotten back and like pulled your tasting notes from that episode one and been able to play them back to you and see what you said. Oh, this tastes like shit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, well, didn't you say you don't like IPAs? You haven't let me finish yet. Okay. I can still say that. Okay, yes, you can. I probably won't, though. Okay. Until, until these guys leave. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, No Shut Any Eyes. This is a good... I like this. Yeah. I, I always tell people, if you're going to drink it, the first sip is not the same as the second. Because yeah. your palate nope. goes, ooh. Rule of three. Yeah, we got a rule yeah. three in the podcast. Absolutely. And, you know, there's so many IPAs that are just... One note. This yeah. is not. Yeah, the first two are shots of tequila, and then the third one is the beer. Yep. That's, nice. the, that's the rule of three, right? Yep, exactly. Yep, the first Nailed one it. is to acclimate your mouth to the fact that, oh, this is what's coming in my mouth. The second one, now you're getting the actual taste. And actual I know, flavor, right? He has, the no, taste, I, he has the no idea he says those things. Yeah, that's, no, a I don't. that's a new sounder right there. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't find it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. Okay, well, so not, this next beer. If you're not sure what's coming in your mouth. All right. This next beer, guys. We just turn off the lights and play uh, Whose Hand Is That? I got to have some water. Uh, this is the stout, right? Yeah. Worthy Adversary. This is so, a barrel-aged Russian Imperial stout. Where did you guys get the name for this? 10.3% ABV. It is like a like you have to like Big Lebowski to work here. Yeah. You have to be an avid Big Lebowski fan. Everyone. Everyone. Well, I mean, have okay, to be so strong. I have not should though. What? Yeah. So I, I always I always work one Big Lebowski okay. quote into an interview, and if it doesn't get picked up by the person interviewing, it doesn't necessarily disqualify them. But maybe. Yeah. But maybe. Well, you know, that's just like. Uh, your opinion, man. <laughs> and there it is. Yeah, we have a we have a sounder for that. I'm pretty sure Jill is blown away by my talents. <laughs> so this was another beer that we named before we brewed it. We're like, oh, watching the movie. We're like, we're the adversary. Oh, the beer in the black pajamas. That's a perfect name for Russian imperial stout. <laughs> Let's idea. make a Russian imperial stout. That's I, uh, Justin might know this, but I have actually never seen that movie. Well, There's the exit them, uh, to the back. Yeah. I know these guys have, show. so the majority of the podcast <laughs> yes. has, but I have not. Why? What's I have no excuse. <laughs> he just hasn't gotten around to it I yet. Mean, I'm not even mad at you. I just feel sorry for you because <laughs> yeah. it is so <laughs> I, fantastic. Actually, I'm excited mad. for you because you get to see it. For that. Yes, yes. I, I, I feel it would be like my sense of humor that I would yeah. really, yeah, really like. Yeah, but remember, it's like beer. Like the first time, it's it's way better yeah. the second time. Absolutely. <laughs> so it's the rule of three. You got to watch it three times. Watch it three times. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We have to have some light beer and we have to have some white Russians. We can have some outdoor movie night at my place. Ooh. Make it a date. Throw it on the projector and let's fucking do this. Speaking of white Russians, you had a butterscotch Russian earlier today, didn't you? Yes, I did over at the hen house. It was absolutely delicious. It was a good brunch menu. Shout out to those guys. Great brunch spot. It was kind of spicy. Uh, but getting back to this, we're the adversary. Oh, sure. It's a it's a barrel aged Russian imperial stout. It's a ten point three percent ABV and it's a twenty IBU. Uh, what barrels are these aged in? First and foremost, I can tell you bourbon, and that's about as much as I can tell you. 
Not even what kind of bourbon? Or you like have to kill us, or you just don't know? Oh, no, so... Uh, <laughs> oh, no, it's lack of knowledge. Throughout the year, sometimes <laughs> I'll be able to work with a local distillery and pull bourbon, uh, barrels from them. Uh, sometimes we've just worked with barrel brokers, uh, and we're like, hey, we get a batch of bourbon barrels, and sometimes they're not even all from the same distillery. Uh, it just all depends on, on what we can get at the time. Okay. And, that, and each year and that means that you that should try harder. We aged. We aged. <laughs> this beer is about four years old, I think, at this point. Really? Uh, so right. I honestly wow, really? can't remember what we aged it in four years like ago. Like just every year, changing the barrels with the same we, barrels. We actually have you ever thought about writing this, things this, down? Like this, this, it could be. So this this was a every year seasonal winter release for us it's until okay. you know. Same thing with every brewery and every limited release they do. It sells good the first year and. You know, people walk into a liquor store and they're like, oh, where are the adversary? Oh, but I had that last year. I'm going to try something else. Right. So this went away for us. and It went away four, five years ago, mm-hmm. and we just haven't made it since. Okay. This one is uh, Panther Distilling. Uh, this is a ah, Panther yeah, this, is, nice. this is Panther, yeah. Panther Distilling. That's where, something where we need out of. Oh, Alexandria. Alexandria. Or, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No shit. Yep. That area. Right? Oh, this is one of the things I was talking <clears throat> about doing the skull crawl because there's a brewery, a distillery, and a fucking winery all in that same thing. And they you do the, they call it the skull crawl. Skull. And you, and you tour all those things. What did you say? Skull like the cheer. Mikey. Skull. Or skull like the head. No, not skull. That's skull. We're doing you. A, doing a great job. So how are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Having a great time. So, Excellent. all right, Panthro Distillery. Was it? What is it? Panther. 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 Yep. That's what I said. I thought you said Panthro. Oh, like, oh yeah, Panthro is from like Wakanda, right? Yes. Correct. Anyway. He was waiting for me to say something. I uh, <laughs> I love Black Panther. Absolutely love this this beer. Yes, love uh, it. I, Normally, my notes were very basic. I knew we were going to talk about it, so we'll bring up the notes again. But all I wrote down was way too good. It's delicate and delicious (laughs) and way too good. uh, I mean, we're fucking talking 10% alcohol here. 10.3. 10.3. And I I don't know where you're hiding it. 9.5. But I want it put back in because there's no way this is 10.3% alcohol. It's so fucking easy to, yeah. to drink. Ernie, what are your notes? Oh, um, on the aroma wow. I get molasses. That's all you wrote. Wow. And yeah. then you put Christopher Walken But then it. after... <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. Wow. And then uh, some sort of black licorice on the end. But I get more of the like, black licorice on the taste. And just, yeah, pillowy soft. Not 10.3 or 5%. Uh, yeah, I... I uh, Dangerous and underlined it several times. <laughs> oh, yeah. For what I've sure. always enjoyed about what the it's, it's an imperial syrup. stout, but it's What's still. You, it's, I don't so, want to say watery, but it's still. Because it's got body. Yeah. yeah. Think, it's a, it's a, can you say a crushable imperial stout? I mean, Maybe kind of. Yeah. It doesn't have that like syrupy, mouth coaty, just like heavy feeling to it. Like right. it is. Or it makes my lips like, stick together. I said that when I was drinking it. I went. Man, and there's this, no lactose in this. This comes across crushable. Like yeah. I don't, there's not. And, and uh, every, a everybody just around me, on your session. <laughs> everybody around me was like, "Never heard that before." <laughs> uh, crushable, crushable, crushable imperial. Yeah, you know, sometimes it's you like just got to keep a, the titties out of the fucking stouts, man. It's just an leave oxy, it alone. It's just an oxymoron. Just crush the empire. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh, that is Tom. Tom? Crush the Empire. <laughs> I don't have Star Wars. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Oh man, my notes are uh, the nose. It was really good. I get some anise. Ah, I get for some. Coming. I get some cherry bark on the nose. Uh, that you know that stands out from a regular Russian imperial stout. Uh, on the palate, it's I just got so smooth. The molasses are done perfectly on this. It's not too sweet. It's not too bitter. It's not like too thick either. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not because of the ten point three. It's you don't you don't. It doesn't feel thin either. Um, of course, zero head almost because it's above 10% ABV. Uh, people expect head after 10% ABV. You're people just throwing head after beer uh, works in the first place. at night. I never expect. Um, there is there is some <laughs> meat in this as well to yeah. try for some head retention. Yeah. Like um, that that again, and then after barrel aged again, like after that, like it's yeah. And then there's no point after no the barrel aging. Yeah, it's just, just no, no head after 75 degrees. <laughs> it's just gross. Well, and that's the thing. So what's that like this? Stouts today are that I, I'm kind of glad you don't 90. see this from us. Yeah. Because if you go back four or five years ago, this is what an imperial stout should taste like. Yeah. Sh- it shouldn't have cookies, cereal. <laughs> Wait, I mean what? Uh, fucking breakfast sandwiches in it. It shouldn't. <laughs> I'm sorry, just don't do that. No, I can't. I just can't. I just purist. Yeah. Like when you so, drink you can drink this, not chew this. You know, this some is of not those, a meal. This is a this is an alcoholic drink. Some yeah. of those are bangers, but, the, but they're but they're they're shares. It's one it's like, and done. It's like ordering an appetizer for the table. Yeah, right? you, you buy one. You put a lot of those bottle. adjuncts in. We're sharing everything around. Yeah, uh, we're all paying a little bit for it, and we're gonna have it, and, and it's gonna be fucking great. Yeah, like too much but, today is. You nailed it. Thanks. I think this was a perfect example for us. Again, complexity and approachability are not mutually exclusive. Right. So you can have a Russian Imperial Stout and there can be a little chocolate, a little coffee, mm-hmm. you know, a little roasty, but it's not just like licorice. super roasty. It's yeah. not a sweet, you know, under attenuated chocolate bomb. It's like it, we you can have all those flavors that can all come from the malt. Then it's, it's still going to be a super interesting beer that's yeah. got it all going on. And what really upsets me, especially when it comes to stouts, is when sometimes people just overdo the the molasses bit of, the, of that malt grain, and it just comes out like, oh, if it was just less. I like it when it's sticky on my fingers. I, yeah, yeah, but well, that's the thing. Everyone's palate's different, right? Yeah, like there so are some. For my taste, I like that, less molasses. I'm just kidding. I, I don't like it that sticky. I mean, this I think is like, one of the one of the easiest drinking. Most robust and beautiful. Uh, sometimes the Russian things get a li- the Russian Imperials get a little too heavy. Yeah, and yeah. this is just yeah. or still uh, has they, that nice mouthfeel. Really they, dry. It's great. Huh. Well, it's it's great, great, yeah, yeah. The Rus- they finish really dry, like a four day old coffee. Huh. And this finishes dry, but not to that point to where your lips are like. Ring. You should pull I out need some water. <laughs> Hey, Brian, the, right, I, the right level of attenuation for, is so important for me because I think, you know, I'd, I'd rather have something over attenuated and dry than like under attenuated and syrupy and sweet. What's attenuated? But, but I was just going to oh, Google yeah. attenuated. So, uh, well, I, I did that, but I didn't know how to spell it. I did that for our <laughs> non reader. Yeah. Attenuation is just a measure of the, the, the sugar that is eaten by the yeast. So you have your uh, starting gravity and your final gravity, and the attenuation is how much of that, that sugar is eaten by the yeast during fermentation. 
So I like to say, like, you know, we have a beer that, like, oh, this is really sweet for this style. It's probably under attenuated. Something went out in fermentation. The yeast didn't eat as much sugar as it probably should have to get to that final product you're looking for. And that's when you kind of get that, like, lazy. Where yeast. maybe if you're a lazy douche, you could throw, like, a copper fucking tube in there and maybe get rid of that sulfide kind of, well, like, I mean, it all depends. back it's, flavor, it, it, it bullshit be, like that. It could be temperature. Like it could that. be pitch rates. It could be yeah. cell viability. Like, there's, that's the thing with, like, with beer. Like, it, I, it's kind of a miracle that any beer ever turns out, right? Like, everything that has to go into it. You gotta keep that pitch rate down so you don't uh, blow out your rotator cuff. Uh, you know, we were doing such a good it was, it was a beer show. It was a beer show for about 45 seconds. And then it beer. became an old man show. Yeah. <laughs> that became sports talk. Let's talk about bass motion, fishing the football. Here's my problem. Here's my problem with the penis. Did you know pitching? that the moon was made of cheese? Thanks, Eric. You stop that. I know I would. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yes, this, uh, yeah, I don't have much more notes other than that. Uh, I don't think we did so more smooth. notes. It was Molasses. amazing. And everybody, I mean. Well, is this a good, uh, is this a good chance to drop in the second pod- part of the podcast where we talk about how the only place that you can yes. get this yes. is yes. crawlers and growlers. No. Yeah. So the, I, again, thank you so much, <laughs> Jill. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Actually, one of those segue stop, about the new stop, change stop, stop. in Minnesota law. One, one second. I do want to go back. So, okay. um. Worthy adversary also is something else here. It is so. Well, so worthy adversary is the base beer, and this is the barrel aged version of it. And then we also have a beer called War and Peace. So we use uh, Peace Coffee as a local coffee uh, roaster, and we uh, take their whole coffee beans, put them in a big um, uh, muslin rosin sack. And just drop it into the fermenter uh, once it's been cold crashed. And we basically just like steep the beer and make a cold press out of the beer itself. Ooh, so yeah. we get. Uh, I, think, I think cold press actually removes a lot of that bitterness. Well, that two day old coffee. E- even when you're, you're adding a cold press or a brewed coffee, it adds some bitterness to that stout. Mm-hmm. And because it's the beer is literally just sucking that coffee into solution, we don't get any of the bitterness that goes along with it. So it's just that, like, it's a more like espresso y kind of character to the coffee in War and Peace. I really wanted to talk about this beer. So it was one I nominated that got kicked off. Uh, but where the adversary was. My, my top choice, but War and Peace. Uh, well, these are all good notes, by the way. No matter how the words <laughs> sound. Oh. I, said, I said it's intense old coffee that blasts coffee in your face. It's just blast coffee, face coffee blasting. <laughs> Did you have a stroke when you were writing these notes? What the fuck happened to you? And then I said, this shit, this shit is grimy, grimy. It's like. Grimy it's in like a good this way. right here with, with bitterness of <laughs> coffee. I loved it so much. <laughs> For people who couldn't see it on the radio, there was a... Imagine grinding pepper motion from That's that. That's a good way to put it. That's what it, it is. Was, <laughs> I really loved that beer. And yeah, Which one was grimy on the seven dwarfs? <laughs> grimy was the good beer that you had after you killed was the eight eight seven dwarfs. That they Wasn't left out of the story. Yeah. Yeah. Was it, I thought he was part of the Wu-Tang he was, he was clan. He was never part of Onyx. Walt Disney's version. He was just, you know, the yeah, original. Yeah, yeah, Hiding yeah. in the woods, just waiting for Snow White. <laughs> I'm grimy! <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's the creepy he's dwarf. The Where's my... <laughs> <laughs> That's right! <laughs> 
damn it, I hit the wrong one. <laughs> all right, so our, our last beer of the day yeah. is not a beer at all. I wish you would have gotten the crack can. Is there a crack in the No, there's not. I've, I've already looked. Oh, okay. uh, Thank you. I found my four favorites. We're probably going to hit a lot of repeat <laughs> bangers here. So. Okay, so this isn't beer at all now. Thank you. This, this is what you call, what, are the, what is this, an RTD cocktail? Ready and what does RTD drink. stand for? Ready, Ready to drink. To drink. Oh, it's not was, something you have to get a shot for. That's the wrong letter. And all these are 7% ABV. I thought it was Ryan Todd's dicks. <laughs> well, I mean. Super confused how you knew that ahead of time. Put hey, it on the board. Uh, Chris, by the, by the look in Knox's face, this is not a last call. So tame it down just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I'm know. Good. I'm good. I mean, sure we could, could do be. maybe a last call at. Where oh, we could charge for this episode. <laughs> I would pay three bucks for this shit. Oh, yeah, I would. But if you listen to our Patreon episodes, I totally would. And I do, probably. I'm talking about the beer of your podcast. <laughs> this, this has turned into a mess. And it shouldn't, because the next thing we have is Ryan Tuck's uh, Ready to Drink um, Tiki Drinks, which is now this... This we're talking about your kind of seltzer program, kind of right. So you got yeah, a really a nice top of that. Yes. Yeah. So you have a seltzer, seltzer base that you create, right? Yeah. So I think that's something we should just briefly touch on too. You guys have eight seltzers here. Only one on tap, which was the lemon, which is refreshing and delightful, fuzzy. It made me feel like I was bubbly and probably going to get yelled at by Willy Wonka for floating <laughs> too high in his little factory. And I, I see. <laughs> I saw no less than at least two uh, Fulton Seltzer beer bull, bull, bull billboards in the Fargo Mall. Oh, you'll get there eventually. I'm glad we're mad so, at me. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I'm, trying nope. to, I'm trying to spit out billboards. Yes. So, uh, I mean, obviously, it's been well advertised. And uh, your, your seltzer program, uh, fuck, it's blown up as well. So, how has that come along so far? Seltzer is the thing right <laughs> like it's yeah. not going away um it uh, should i mean <laughs> it's gluten free right <laughs> like well, it's it's a good gluten free and i mean i i i like to say like all right Lacroix has continued to grow for 15 years right like yep. people like flavored bubbly water and that's not even really canadian no no clearly canadian is the top I'm and that's, that's, bar- and that. that's barely flavored though Lacroix is just yeah well I think flavored that's, Jason. that's the difference that i think we approach this with right like so there has been you know, white claw and truly of course they're the big guys right yep. um but let's we're, take we're, them we're a craft brewery and so we're going to make a craft hard seltzer and so we, uh, after a year of working, uh, figured out a way. Actually, making an odorless, flavorless hard seltzer base is harder than you might think. Yes. Um, but we got there. To actually and then, brew it, not to like. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Like there's cheat workaround ways yeah. that people are doing now. But. Yep. And um, cheats and workarounds are just a way to speed up the process that isn't right. It's my yeah. nickname in high school. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Cheats and workarounds. Cheats and workarounds. Absolutely. So I, then we, we have those cheats names. and reach rounds. <laughs> you, well, you know, that might sound, that's how it started, but I rebranded. Mm. I love that's how you coach that little, little league team. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so then we flavor our seltzers with nothing but uh, fruit purees. Uh, and that, so uh, probably like 90% fruit purees and a little bit of extract. Uh, extract is a whole lot better for aroma. Um, and so we use some of that along with the puree. Uh, puree better for the palate. Um, and so 
Uh, our hard seltzers are uh, calorie-wise, like 9 calories, 10 calories more than a White Claw. But it's because we're using actual fruit to flavor it. Yeah. yeah. Um, no and then, no, like, and, fake sugar stuff. Yeah, and that's, fruit has yeah, a lot because, of sugar yeah. in because it. Because we're using actual fruit period, we don't need to add fake sugar to make it or taste fruity. Yeah, um, all that things. Like yeah, and so and you know a lot of people will taste our seltzers and be like, "Oh, this is too sweet for me." And I'm like, "Oh, it's actually less sugar than a white claw. It just tastes fruitier." And you're because it's good. Well, well, and they're and and, and they have natural like the natural coloring too. For sure, like, because yeah. Because of the yep. fruit purees, they're not like white like a white claw. It's not clear, yep. bubbly water. So people think that it's a little bit sweeter too because it looks like. Great juice. Have you ever thought about using just like dark glasses or make everybody? <laughs> well, that's what we serve well, all out of a can. can. It's a, it's a, a can. Serve all yeah. out of a can. <laughs> it's a dark of a glass. I'm here, yeah. solve, I'm here to solve problems. That yeah. was the smartest thing I think I've ever heard you say. <laughs> wow, it might be nice. one of the smartest things I ever said. Wow. <laughs> Reese, you're on point today, man. Hit a button. Hit a button. No, I didn't, that didn't deserve a button. Anybody fired? Okay, didn't follow code. Please don't make okay. me be the one that has to say, "Let's get on back yeah, on point now." Do anyone? And we're talking about yeah. the tiki. Drink. They all fit. We'll make it yeah. fit. So, so then we get to our RTDs. But you right? two are yeah. speaking, and no. I, I we have basically we've used the same seltzer base, little higher ABV, uh, and we're using but more flavoring to make it taste like a cocktail. So the RTD market out there is kind of split. There's some malt based RTDs and there's some uh, spirits based RTDs. Right, you're seeing what you know. We talk about high uh, high noon and high noon is more of the vodka so that's based like vodka ones, based, right? Like actual yeah. spirits, like but, but they're actually and calling themselves the, a hard seltzer. But, oh, yeah, like, but so the. So that's but I mean, the, that kind of goes back to like just like the Minnesota liquor laws. Like yeah. we're a brewery, we can't. People come into the tap room all the time. Oh, do you have cider? It's one no, of the we can't it's one of the weird things that I haven't figured out yet. I, I need to do more research. But you have these hard flavored seltzers, White Claws, Trulies that we're talking about. Your guys' stuff. You have these ones that are vodka based that are still like five percent alcohol. With the high news. So what kind of yeah. vodka are we taught? This is the worst vodka. I mean, it's kind of almost it's the like same a, thing. It's just yeah. how, how the but hell? How, how could you be vodka based if it's not? It's just like vodka because water the vodka based ones CO2. are adding alcohol to it, yep. when as the actual seltzer ones are actually creating it themselves. You don't know what question I have. Uh, the question well, just is, answered them all. how are they still 5% alcohol and not well, closer you're, to you're, 30%? You're mixing a, a small amount of vodka with a large amount of water and other flavors to make that cocktail. And it's like when you're at a really shitty bar and you're like, damn, this drink it's tastes garbage. Now. <laughs> and you pay 14 <laughs> times as much more. Coca-Cola. <laughs> this, is, this is way out yep. of base, but I'm really excited because they're doing more of these ready-to-drink uh, spirits now, like old fashions that you can buy in a bottle that are 35% alcohol, mm. which is much more traditional towards you know what we're talking about. Where here, your tiki drink, right? Little less traditional because it's not higher alcohol. Yep. Same thing so, with your Negroni and your your gin and tonic, yep. but it still pulls those really good flavors over. Still at a low alcohol by volume, so you can drink a bunch of them. What yeah, I mean seven percent. What was the notes that you were going for for this tiki drink? Like what tiki drink? I mean, there's hurricanes, there's Bahama Mamas. I mean, what? I mean, yeah. what exactly? I think they're like just that. trying to find the vibe of yeah. the whole what, tiki. What I mean, tiki drink were you going for exactly? Something rum based with like yeah. just citrus notes that you drink out of a glass that has a weird yeah. face on nothing it. Nothing specific. You get at you know no. you get out of luau like nothing specific. Just like reminiscent yeah. of those just sugary every tiki, things that you have, but it's it's not like that though. It's, really it's every tiki drink you've ever had. 
what what's what's the essence you want to? This is how I. What do you want? This is how I felt about it. Something right? passion fruit, pineapple. Yeah, I want something. That's what's in there. That's cocktail. great. That's what's in there. Yeah. I want something. Malibuish. Yeah. See, you just nailed everything. Yeah. You, you taste this and you want to put a mini pineapple? umbrella in. Yeah. It. Pineapple's in there. Passion fruit's in there. So my aroma notes are sex room sweat. <laughs> Do I owe you any money if I use that? Oh my god, Knox! I think I just broke you. Cause it's it's kind of funky. I think Reese it's is writing it down. That's what kind of like. sweet. Uh, and World then, champion. And then it kind of melds into sweetness and romance. Oh man! Well, you melds know, romance at the end of the night. On the uh, flavor, I get what love is. Orange. Orange wow, peel. I sprayed everywhere. That was yeah. <laughs> Shannon's already told us about it. Um, crisp and bubbly. And I think Knox said it, and he'll probably say it again. Uh, Smarties. Yeah, so yeah, Smarties yeah. was my biggest thing. But not, I had, not as sweet as the actual Smarties. I had sweet orange fruits, sweet and sour-like flavors, Smarties that he had mentioned. And I'm like, I'm guessing heaven. Oh. oh, actually, I lied to you. I went heaven. I'm guessing because <laughs> I always do things as a question. That's an inflection. Yeah, well, that's how I do it. Yeah, it's one of those things. So we use a, a, a passion fruit orange guava blend in it, and it's like one of those yeah. things where that blend, like, you can't pick out each individual fruit. It just turns but if you they're on. Not there, like sweaty. you miss it. Yeah, it's not bad, right? It makes it hard for Charlie work. <laughs> Charlie. Sweaty palms. Hard, hard, hard Charlie work. It's always sunny. It's always sunny. Wild card. <laughs> you can't boo me. We're done with that. I'm not. <laughs> you want to do I, 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 mean, I am actually I mean, writing this down because when I sell it to people, like the sex room sweat. Genius. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Any retailer would love to hear, hey, well, how do I pitch this? It's sex room sweat. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, this is um, so interesting. What a fun thing to end on. Yeah. Well, it's something that's not... <laughs> what a it's fun not, way it's to not boozy. on yeah, something. Yeah, it's not boozy. I mean, it's it's 7%. But yeah, it's 7%. It's something that you can pour into a glass, garnish, and give it to your buddies and be like, hey, here's a cocktail without all the booze and aftertaste, and you don't black out after three. Actually, I really well, I don't like how well, you, you pitch that. <laughs> I had a rough night here last night. Yes, here's you a, absolutely here's can. a cocktail with <laughs> very little booze. That's because Jill drank 30 of these. That's why. I drank three. And and she likes to stay hydrated. And then you might end up talking to cops. I don't yeah. know. That yeah. could be a story. That's, that's, another, like that's so. another good name for a beer, talking to cops. That's a John It's Aaron a barley wine. Wine at fourteen point seven percent. Ooh, we're writing this down. But no, so I was up at the cabin last week with the family and brought up some of these. So like going out on the boat, like instead of grabbing a bottle of gin, and you know ice and what, like you can just bring a G and T. You can bring a tiki drink. Right. And, like have what feels like a cocktail out on the boat without having to go through all of the work to make a cocktail. Are these cocktail the replacements? No. 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 Are, are they great homages to a cocktail that you can crush? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, especially being I mean, here in the in the tap room, like being downtown Minneapolis, we're around like a lot of great cocktail bars, a lot of like great places that have great 
original cocktail blends. And so people come in here and they come to a brewery and maybe it's their first brewery. Maybe they're from out of town. They don't understand. Like, maybe no, they're friends beer. that only drink beer. Yeah. And they're like, you know, and people walk up all the time and they're like, I'll get a Jack and Coke. And it's like, well, no, let's try to get you somewhere else <laughs> yeah. on the menu. Um, but How yeah, it's just, it's just, navigate. yeah, yeah. It's just a great like addition to the lineup here. And, and, and stuff people want. No, Beer it, drinkers like it. I, yeah. It's very impressive to have something like this, right? Because everybody has... I've got tons of friends that don't want to come to a, a, yeah. a brewery because they... I don't drink beer. And I don't like my oh, yeah, oh, you'll have... I don't like Chris. <laughs> you'll have... Dude, right. <laughs> That's yeah, mostly why people don't friends. come and drink beer with me. <laughs> I don't like lagers that taste like things. But you Fuck have... You. you also have those friends, too, that are... Uh, you know, against drinking seltzers because it's not manly enough. You know, some mm-hmm. stupid fucking bullshit. Yeah, that's going away real hard. Right. I think it is. Right. Too, yeah. it, it, it's starting to. Uh, well, but, having, but having that option of, of, of ordering, you can say the words gin and tonic here. You can say right? GNT. Right. We should probably correct you. It's a GNT. But I guess isn't that that ACDC song? Because GNT. Guns and choices. No. <laughs> but it, it's cool that you can go and and get that same type of experience. Well, well, you know, well, you can still be sessionable with it. So, yeah. I mean, obviously yeah. they're not replacement for the cocktail, no. but they're sure. a, a wonderful representation of what they're supposed to be. They're super approachable, super drinkable, and super accessible to people who don't want to do like craft beer. You know, yeah. I think they're fantastic, and I think you guys did a bang up job with them. Thank you very, Thank much. You very much. I think more yeah. people should yeah. approach that. I don't. Yes. I. It's literally the first place I've ever seen that has them on the tap and or. Ca- we have in cans right now. Can yeah, and ready yeah. to yeah. go of their own thing. So awesome. kudos, guys. That's Thank amazing. You. Thank, Thank you very much. We appreciate, appreciate that. that. Are you done now? <laughs> oh, was I being verbose? <laughs> I was thinking this would be, you know, for the beer drinkers, just like this, but for those people that like. Maybe want a little bit more. A glass of this on ice. Maybe a little bit more Bacardi or Malibu. And then some fresh fruit. Like cherries. Maybe a pineapple in there. Like, and, like and, all these RTDs would be good. So you're telling yeah, us how to make a cocktail yeah. that they can't do? Good job. Ernest. <clears throat> Sorry, Mom. No, but I like that idea, though. And, like, that's kind of what, when you guys were sitting yeah. down, like, like we were talking about how we experiment here in the tap room with the stuff that we have. Like, we we ran out of our uh, uh, raspberry and strawberry flavored lemonades. And so we had, like, our cook make uh, some simple with syrups basil. and stuff to add to it, like a strawberry basil simple syrup. Thank you for my segue, Jill. <laughs> Thank you so much You're for the segue. You're very welcome. But, yeah, because like, you, like have, yeah. you actually had the strawberry lemonade basil hard uh seltzer today it was a five percent abv and i gotta tell you um mike this was my honorable mention um the nose it was cotton candy and red licorice and the palate was good mouthfeel delicious everything was spot on the basil just made it so round and delicious Yes, if you're going to come but to the Does anybody room, else think basil's you, underrated in uh, yeah, all drinks? I think so. Well, yeah. it's just weird little splash of savory that you're missing in a lot of sweet things. Yeah. Basil and mint, like, just throw them basil at basil be one of those things, yeah. less is more, though. And I got I to give a shout-out to, like, sure. I know there's, potent, there's a lot of tap rooms that I'm Can kitchens. overdo it easy. Yeah, like cinnamon. 
Hold on. Jill had something to oh, say. No, okay. Oh, sorry, Jill. No, I still can't see you. Not, I know. I'm trying. Chris is big. Head Can you there. leave? <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's such a it's such a great thing to have like a kitchen here and like an experience, like good mm. kitchen staff. And like they really want to get involved in the beverage program and they're excited about the things like they were excited about the garnishes that we could do for the cocktails here in house and, More. and, and making like simple syrups. She made, oh my gosh, uh, it's our chef Savannah and uh, they made a, a pineapple cinnamon simple syrup. We, that we put in the lemonade. Holy God. Shout out so, Savannah. Like, like nice shout job. out Savannah. Real hard. Yeah. And like our, our leadership kitchen staff that just like helps support her in doing those things. Like it's, it's killing. Yeah. Because like, yeah. you get things that you can't, you know, that you can't get. There's a reason to come to Fulton. Oh, I drink Fulton all the time now, but you don't drink Fulton like this. Like, right. Yeah. yeah come, awesome. to, come to the tap room. Come to us. We'll, we'll give you some things that are new and fresh that aren't going to yeah. be out there to the regular public. Yeah. There's a reason to come to the tap room and we're going to give it to you. That's the best part Other about than the awesome people, tap the rooms, awesome man. human beings that are ready to welcome you here and give mm-hmm. you fantastic service. So you not only can you get fantastic beer here, but you do have a kitchen. As yeah. said, everybody can just release some we're food. Sitting about thirty feet from it, where you're that is not me doing it. sound effects of no. plates banging. Everybody can release beer, but you know that's one of the cool things about taproom experiences is there's there's more that goes on here. You experiment a little more here. You do a little bit of other things, and so that's why it's always important. Go, don't just buy your don't just buy your favorite beers at liquor stores. Go to tap rooms too, man. Mm-hmm. Cooler experiences. Lots of cool people to meet. Sometimes Lots of great cheaper. conversations you can have with the people that are serving you beer, the people that are next to you that are drinking the same beer that you are. Such, it's such a cool experience. I love this place. Yeah, I love you guys' beers, and I, I had a fucking great time today. Yeah, thank Excellent. you guys so much for having us today. Uh, yes. <laughs> great job. Bravo. Yeah, thank Bravo. you. Uh, hey, it, it, who, uh, why don't you, Reese, Mr. Mr. Reese here, uh, get, Give us the social medias. How can people think, find out more about Fulton Beer? You got the website, right? Yeah, I'm going to direct you to Jill, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying, don't put that, one yeah. person I mean, on the spot. Don't put the guy the in charge of, of a huge bunch of I still of have a MySpace page. So. <laughs> Out of the three of you, let's talk with top eight or Let's talk with the smart one in the group. <laughs> oh shit! Right, Jill just that. has more gadgets on her apps and all that fun stuff. Yeah. I like to be more personal. I'm going to tell you to your face where to get our beer and stuff. And gotcha. Over these areas. Reese is a right, talker. Reese, Reese, and, uh, Reese, where can where can we get some beer up north? Up north. So actually, anywhere in the Twin Cities metro area, up north, any place north of St. Cloud. I so feel like anyone could have said that. Yes. You're doing yeah. great. And well, obviously, North Dakota, really as well. well. North Dakota as well. North Dakota, but I would say definitely go to Bridgeview. Yep, Bridgeview, Liquor, Bridgeview, Liquor, Bridgeview Liquor, Moorhead. In Moorhead. Definitely stop there if you're heading you north. You have dead eyes. To fart. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a deer in headlights. It's seriously. <laughs> Just kidding, Reese. You're, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. I promise you're going to make it. You're you're kill it. We're almost done. You just got to was five more putting minutes. sentences together. <laughs> and what are they made of? <laughs> you check out our beer locator. You can, but you can also go to FultonBeer.com. FultonBeer.com is always Do you have GPS devices in all your cans of beer? Let's kick this to Jill, the eloquent one. <laughs> Jill, what do you got for us? What about you, the social medias and everything else like that? Our website is great, but we're a small company, and so it's not updated all the time. So you can reach us most quickly at Fulton Beer on Instagram, on Facebook, 
I think on Twitter too, but mm-hmm. Instagram, Facebook for sure. At Twitter Fuck too. Here. I fucking hate Twitter one. Twitter one was terrible. Twitter two is a fucking cesspool. I have Twitter. No idea. I do have Twitter. It's what we all. It's like Elon Musk sucking dirty. Is it? It's terrible. Don't go there. You baby. What's with Billy Pirate Hooker? What's with Elon Musk fucking having all the babies now? Well, he, he's got that rocket dick. He just bought Jesus. He just bought 32 babies. He's a wild nut. No, wild. that dude's just got he's big dick money. He's a new Angelina beer. Jolie. At Fulton Beer. At Fulton. <laughs> send a message, you will be talking to me. Because I am the one that checks that shit. Backslash. Do you have it? Fulton Beer does not endorse Elon Musk or his penis rocket. <laughs> I would like but some of his money, take though. His yeah. But if you will want to give us money, we will be more than happy to take your penis. Brian, okay, so you have anything the fun? first craft beer into space. Hold on to your pantaloons here. Let's wrap Ooh. this up like Ooh. a tight condom. Do you have so anything smart, <laughs> fun, or uh, otherwise to say? No? no just Brian Hoffman. Hoffman. Uh, Pretty standard. I will, I will, I'm going to cut out. I'm taking Hoffman's time. Um, come to the tap room because uh, uh, as of yesterday we what were allowed room? to tap room. Oh, tap room. Tap room. Mm-hmm. Come to our tap room down uh, right next to Twin Stadium. Great place to grab a beer before you have laws. to pay twice what you do at the Target Field. And uh, new laws, we can now again sell crawlers and growlers. We were the first ones Ooh. in Minneapolis to be able to sell growlers, and then we got a little bit too big, and they didn't let us do it anymore. And as of yesterday, we can again sell. So. Yeah, what was we, the, we what was the, the cutoff? Like fifty thousand barrels. Twenty twenty thousand, and I think we brewed like twenty point two five or we something. We lost it in, I believe it was September of twenty sixteen. Yes, that September is correct. Twenty sixteen, yeah. September thirtieth, twenty sixteen. But now oh. you get completely filled up here. So it took, but, it's, but it, it's fantastic though because we do have a lot of stuff in the tap room that we aren't able to to you know nope. get up to to all of our distribution Absolutely. centers, and so you can get a crawler of barrel age worthy adversary and uh, probably the crawler in peace. And Maybe that tiki bar. Can you get a crawler of tiki bar? You can't no because those are in cans, but not yep. at oh, not okay, right now. But it, but in the we're we're working on our whole crawler yep. program. We're there is there is tap room only special beers that you can only actually find. God, I feel sure. like I should have told everybody to just come to the tap room. Unless, yeah. unless you guys <laughs> uh, do a through distribution, get a six till to like someplace like uh, Sickies or Jail Beers, where they yep. take a six till your stuff, yep. and then they have the ability to can that beer. Do. In a crowler. Oh. In a, in yes. a well, we can. We're so just not tagging those. There's so right many on. ways around the rules. But thank God that. You know, it only took six, six years. We spent a lot of time working on it. Yeah, and for the public to catch up to the realization that how how detrimental not having smaller serving sizes out to the public at, at a decent cost and effective rate uh, should be made available. And, oh. and thank God, you know, there's actually a Facebook group, uh, Minnesota Craft Brewers Association. Um, I, I support them very much. Uh, they're all about helping out. And, and, and changing these uh, outdated fucking antique uh, Minnesota lattes. And there's still that way. We still got a ways to go yet here in Minnesota to get it to know, to, you know, to, they can just sell beer to, however they good, fucking want. To gooder yeah. things. Yeah. You should just be able to sell beer how the fuck do you want. If you want to Anywhere. do a three beer podcast, we could maybe scratch the surface of beer laws in Minnesota. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, terrible. It's, it's wild. It's stupid. Pay attention and, and go vote for things. And don't get mad at your bartender if they no. tell you you can't do something. Yeah, no, it's, it's not their, their fault. It's not their choice. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. That's I, what I really got to say. <laughs> we should always just yell out the face of things. Yep. Wrong. 
Oh, yeah. Some people too walk so, into the chat room. I need a growler. I'm, I'm sorry. Hate that the shit. state of Minnesota yeah. does not allow us to sell growlers, and then our staff gets yelled at. And they're like, "We would love to sell you a growler. Yeah. I would love to, to take your you twenty-five dollars. You think yeah. I don't? Yeah. You really think the guy that's into making money by selling things is just trying to limit it because he hates your face? No, because <laughs> no, I can't fucking do it. In general, I mean, we do have the right to deny service. Well, anyway, well so sure, like, but you're not doing it in volume no, like that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. these motherfuckers. No, it was super exciting. <laughs> Yesterday was the first day we unlocked the crawler cooler and had a bunch of my, like, my nickname in high school is Crowley Crowley Cooler. cooler. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, how big? Yeah. So, <laughs> so <laughs> over there, there. Over there in Moorhead, they're now able to sell in four 16-ounce cans, right? Yeah, a lot of breweries around here, too. If you're under, like, 7,500 barrels a year, you can sell, like, four packs and six packs. So our friends over at Modest are doing that. Our friends over at Inbound are <laughs> doing that. But you can't do it because you We can because we're still a little too big. If you're too big, you have to sell them in a larger volume. So the volume is limited. So you can either sell two four packs or one six pack. They limit it to like 120 ounces or less. Fulton's like, we've got a huge But you can walk around in here and walk out with six growlers. Yeah, absolutely. As many growlers or growlers as you would like. Laws are real dumb. Laws are real dumb. Who are they protecting on honesty? I mean, oh, I mean, those boy. ones. Again, how much no time do you one. have? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, they, they, there's uh, a lot of interested parties. There's the Minnesota Licensed Beverage Association, and they represent all the bars and restaurants uh, and liquor stores in town. There's the Minnesota Wholesalers Association. They represent the wholesalers, and and all of these interests are valid, mm. but they're you know. I, I gave us an hour thirty minutes ago that was growth. super clean, but this is what you dug up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we get no, the political. We had, we had, I had a clean out. I had to do a bomb transition, I mean, and you asked. I think we should rules. continue yeah. to have this conversation, and hang yeah. out, maybe That's even nice. do it again sometime. For sure. but, yeah, we'd love hey. to. For now, we want we want to thank I have to you guys so especially bad. for having us here. And also, we want to thank our sponsors for supporting our show. We want to thank you, our listeners, without whom this podcast couldn't happen. And to you, we say, may, may your glasses, glasses be full and, and your spirits high. high. Cheers. 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 Oh, that's a plastic cup. Dude. <laughs> you just smacked two pens together. This has been a Predicate Productions episode of Brews, Booze, and Reviews. For more information, head over to brewsboozeandreviews.com. Special thanks to our sponsors for supporting our podcast. You too can support our show by supporting them. We have merch for sale that you can purchase from our shops tab on Facebook. We also have extra content that you can access by going to patreon.com slash brews, booze, and reviews.